When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Man, oh man, the season's over, yet the news keeps coming in. We got so much to talk about. We're going to talk about Sean Payton odds. The GM search is ongoing. But then we just got this little nugget from our buddy Jordan Schultz over at the score, friend of the program, Bo. Bum, 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 bum. Diop on his way out. What do you make of this? I make it. He was he's sick of a f- losing season, right? He lost. They went four and 13. He was a guy that wasn't uh, the last game he played potentially as an Arizona Cardinal. He had 10 targets and was able to catch one of them. One of them was a catchable pass for four yards. And it was a, yeah. he was able to extend his catch streak. Uh, but outside of that, you know, the last few games of DeAndre Hopkins wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform uh, were frustrating. I'm sure it was just undeniably frustrating for a guy who expects, you know, the, the most from himself. And I'm sure he expects a lot more from his Arizona Cardinals teammates and coaching staff in front office. Um, you know, I, I know he was banged for PEDs, but he, he is a he's a guy of, of, of conviction, a, a consummate professional. And he, he wants he wants you know, good things for himself and his team. And he just didn't see any of it, I think, play out. And at 31, you know, you only have so many years in this league. We saw J.J. Watt say this on Hard Knocks. You know, you need to kind of maximize your ability to win and make money. And he's making money, no doubt about it. He's going to make a lot of it next season and beyond. But, you know, as far as winning football games, as of right now, the Arizona Cardinals aren't in prime position to do that. They are not, at least in the short term. Emma, can we see that graphic one more time for our audio listeners at home? Jordan Schultz saying that the Cardinals, quote, plan to try and trade all pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. D-Hop, of course, as Bo mentions, two years left on this deal. $34.36 million left on his contract and is likely to seek a new deal, which he should. Go get your money, D-Hop. But this is the big point. Owner Michael Bidwell plans to express this to GM candidates. And I know a lot of people have been around with that last part and saying, why would Michael Bidwell do that? That's stupid. The GM would obviously want D-Hop in the fold. And yes, to some extent, do you want DeAndre Hopkins on your team? Of course you do. But the amount of money that you have to commit to a receiver over 30 with a team that, in my opinion, is going to need to win a very specific way without Kyler Murray to start next year. I'm sorry, 
I, they're not going to be able to throw for 400 yards a game without without Kyler Murray. And to Bo's point, you can't maximize D Hop without Kyler Murray. This I love D Hop. He could do that in his early stages with you know garbage can quarterbacks in Houston. That's not realistic right now to ask him to do. Plus, the offense needs to evolve anyway and get a run game going, get ample pass protection. So I I feel like again I'm probably in the minority. I would trade him if I got something worth acquiring, a la a high pick, a mm-hmm. pick and a player. The cap release stuff that I I'm indifferent on that because it's the Cardinals have money to spend with or without trading DeAndre Hopkins. I just yeah. think about if we're talking about long term, Bo Brock, with this franchise, if somebody offers you a second round pick, which is a cheap four year starter with a new administration that the new administration is like, I can pick my own second round pick. I don't have to commit to this money. D hop at most is probably only around next year anyway. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's fiscally responsible. Right. And, and it's responsible of a team with its eye on not, not necessarily like they're punting on 2023, but right. with their eye on a rebuild, a realistic rebuild you and acquiring rebuild. assets. And, and the only way you can acquire assets is if you have to, you have to give up something and, and yeah. you look at something that can mutually benefit both parties here, the Arizona Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins. As much as it, 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 I enjoy watching number 10 wear a Cardinals uniform and make one, one-handed catches and just be as reliable as possible when, when the ball's thrown his way and, and make plays with the ball in, in his hand. Like, I, I can see that I can be realistic about this. Uh, you know, if, if he's on the team, I'm going to say, great, we great. get to watch yeah. DeAndre Hopkins play football. And right, it's, it, as you, as you're, to your point, as far as it's not going to torpedo your chances as far as adding talent to this roster because – your your salary cap strung. Uh, key part there that's that's not in Jordan Schultz's tweet or his report. It, it might be, have been in the story, but the key thing is no trade clause. So DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a lot of leverage here as far as he's going to be able to dictate where he goes. This is going to be similar to Tyreek Hill. Uh, only, you know, obviously he's a little bit older than Tyreek Hill. He's coming off the six game suspension. He's coming off of a you know a, a sub. Thousand yard receiving season, but he still showed that he can play at a high level. Um, I mean, they're not going to get a first round pick. I, I agree with your point there. When you look at the the wide receivers that were traded, and there was a bunch of them last off season. They're all in their twenties. Like Hollywood Brown was twenty four. You had yeah. uh, AJ Brown was it just turned twenty five. You have Devontae Adams was 29. He was the oldest of them, and Tyreek Hill was twenty eight. So DeAndre Hopkins, once upon a time was in his yeah. mid twenties. So and then they they all pretty much they all outside of Hollywood they all got new deals, um, which you know Schultz points out you know that's important to hop I'm sure to get that yeah. last final deal of his NFL career big deal. Um, so look, I I think it, where it's mutually beneficial, it, it's something you can look at to acquire assets and and expedite a rebuild because that's as Arizona Cardinals fans with all the hope that they saw from yesterday moving off a cliff moving off some Steve Kime bringing in a new kind of regime, this is how you do that. Yeah. You don't want to saddle people with big contracts of players they didn't commit to, even if they're yeah. as great as DeAndre Hopkins. And he is great. He's, he's their best player on offense to end the season before his injury, which, again, looks all the more dubious now when this report comes out three days after the fact. But, both to your point, DeAndre Hopkins is going to approve a trade if a team trades a premium pick for him, a day-two pick, and wants to give him more money. Like, you're committing to D-Hop, knowing you're going to give him a new contract. Why wouldn't you accept that if you're not going to get that, presumably, in Arizona? And I know a lot of fans are like, just extend him, just extend him. 
that's not good business with where the team is at. Is it great if yeah. he's on the team next year? Of course, but reducing a cap hit for a receiver that's missed time each of the last two years. I mean, that's a team that I know Chicago already traded their second for Chase Claypool. I'm not sure they're going to double down, but I would say look at a team with a young quarterback, right? I mean, you could even talk about like a Pittsburgh or somebody that drafted a quarterback in the last two years, rookie contract that has ample cap space. You can go nuts. What if the Jets wanted to do that, right? Look at these teams that have taken quarterbacks that are trying to uptick their offense each of the last two years. And speaking of the draft, Bo, we're so conditioned because Steve Kahn was so horrific in the draft. It was awful. Think about day two receivers. Let's go back to last year. The 52nd overall pick. What if I told you the Cardinals for D-Hop could get pick 52? Some people might be happy with that. Some people might yeah. be disappointed. George Pickens went 52 overall last year, 800 yards with dirt Kenny Pickens, 15 yards per reception. And yeah. if, if, if that's what you get, Year one from a second round receiver trending up. I think most people would be happy with that return. And I'm saying they have to take a receiver if they trade D hop for a second or a third round pick or multiple twos or multiple threes. But man, I, I just feel like Hopkins has been so elite for so long and the Cardinals have been so poor at player development. It's like all or nothing. We can't trade Hopkins. He's our best good player. We have to have hope and focus that whomever they hire as the general manager can hit on some picks in April. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then you, you, the case, you know, look how bad the offense was without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup for the first six games. Look, that That's was Cliff offense. Kingsbury's offense. That's gone. That was Cliff Kingsbury calling gone. the plays. That was Cliff Kingsbury not being able to, you know, lift up an offense without their wide receiver one for not only the first six games of this season, but the games that DeAndre Hopkins missed on the back end of last season. That wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't just like that wasn't a Kyler issue completely. Like he was part of it. But, you know, it was it was mostly on Cliff Kingsbury's inability to put players in position to be successful without their top wide receiver out there. Uh, and you don't, you won't have that that issue any longer, whether it's, you know, D'Amico Ryan's potentially with an offensive coordinator, whether it's Sean Payton. Like we can talk a lot about, you know, how Sean Payton can supplement the wide receiver room without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but look, I mean. You look at this, you could reunite him in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. You could make that look appealing because immediately like, like people would be like, ah, oh, he's not, he's not effing going up Cleveland. He's gonna wave that, he's gonna wave his no trade clause immediately. No, it's like he's got a rapport, he's got a history with Deshaun Watson. Maybe he wants to go play with him again. Or what about like, Lamar in Baltimore? If they get Lamar, that absolutely. It's the East no Coast. You grew up in South Carolina, you're you're a short flight from where you grew up. You know, I think depending on what happens in Carolina, who they get as a head coach, who they get at quarterback, that's, you know, a stone's throw from where he played college football and grew up in Clemson, South Carolina. Um, you've got a lot of intriguing How about teams. the New England Patriots? Right. I mean, that's, that's the easiest nothing. one that, that you see. They've yeah. been seeking reliable wide receivers for a long time since Julian Edelman retired. Uh, it, it's so, you know, as far as like you could probably – and Bill Belichick doesn't really – he doesn't emphasize drafting as much as, as top draft picks as much as most organizations do. He might be willing to part with a second round pick for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. He's, I mean, it's a, it's, there's a bromance there already. Absolutely. So much respect. And they've missed so many times on receivers, uh, a local product here, Nikhil Harry in the first round before AJ Brown and company went in the second horrendous, right? I like this in the chat, Rafa 30, the New York Giants, right? Who aren't paying anybody anything. And they're in the postseason this year. 
Can you name me one New York Giant wide receiver? It's it's very difficult, right? They Rick, got rid Richie of Richie James. Come on, Richie no, James. I mean Kenny, Kenny Galladay is like, terrible. Yeah, but he's not gonna he's not gonna wave his no trade to play with Danny Dimes. Oh, I don't know about that. But big market no. New York playoff. No, team. let's all right. Let's not don't say, say that. No way. I don't care where he goes. And I know a lot of people in the chat, could you trade him in division? There doesn't seem like a fit within the division. Everybody has good receivers. And I don't mm. think the Rams are going to be in a, in a position to take on salary. It looks like, we'll talk about this later, thank the good football lords above. They're about to blow that shit up. McVay's about to walk away. There are spots the Cardinals can trade D-Hop where they are going to get a, a quality return to be able to kickstart this rebuild. And mm -hmm. even with Michael Bidwell saying yesterday, that he thinks this is a quick turnaround. Well, yeah, you have Kyler Murray. And if Kyler Murray's humming, you can win any game. And that that's with or without, I believe, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think Kyler Murray, when he's at his best, can win games with Hollywood Brown and whomever else they bring in. I'm that bullish on Kyler Murray. I don't think Kyler yeah. is overly dependent on DeAndre Hopkins. I think that was a manufactured Cliff Kingsbury fallacy within this offense that there was no creativity. They didn't move DeAndre Hopkins around. You've had your window with D-Hop, I believe. Yeah. And now it's time to maximize it. Don't do what you didn't do with Patrick Peterson. Not the person, but the player. When you didn't sell high on Patrick Peterson, and then you let it fester and just let him walk as a you know useless free agent. Yeah, P2. I saw him surface on Twitter. Adam Schefter retweeted one of his tweets last night about how TCU is only so many touchdowns away, making a joke. It's like, it's that easy. You know, it's also nice easy. Don't talk about the Cardinals ever again. That's it's that easy. Stay Patrick away from Peterson. Us. Let's uh a bot seven 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 in the chat. Can we avoid dead cat pit? That's interesting. So we researched that. Let's take a look at it as far as you know what the cap charge is gonna be. You get a pre-June first release. Uh, mm. It's going to be that's going to be the biggest cap charge in a pre June first trade. It's going to be twenty two point six million dollars, and you'll only save about eight point one, eight point one and a half as far as cap savings. But if you look at it from a release standpoint, which you you could designate, uh, you know, pre June first, you could get uh, you would have to you eleven point three in twenty twenty three dead cap, eleven point three in twenty twenty four for both release and trade. But cap savings close to $19.5 million. $19.5 million, you can do a lot with that. Now, people say, well, you can't designate it or you can't get the funds early if you designate a post-June 1st trade. But look, you can do a lot of work. You're, like Johnny said, this is not going to be a cap-strung team. No. They've got right now, what, $23 million in cap space projected just as it stands right now. You cut Robbie Anderson's sorry ass who's going to be what $12 million that you're going to save in cash. You don't want to pay already? that, Bo? Wait a minute, Bo. You don't want to commit to that? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't think no. so. If we're talking about trading DeAndre Hopkins, we're definitely not talking about keeping Robbie, Robbie Anderson. But uh, look, you can do a lot of great things post June 1st. Like you could wait to sign most of your draft class potentially if you needed to. You could start to work and iron out some future extensions. You can do a lot you know, with the money that you would get from DeAndre Hopkins but you've got enough wiggle room beforehand. It's just, can you get any assets in return for him? That that would be the biggest thing as far as DeAndre Hopkins being dealt here. It's it's. I don't think it's going to be about the money and how it impacts this roster this offseason. Yeah, and here's the here's the cold, dark reality with the cap situation. Cardinals are going to be paying a premium for two players that are not going to be available to start the year. Zach Ertz, who right now is going to be a top three to five player paid on their team next year, and Kyler Murray, right? So is it conceivable then to turn around and pay D Hop thirty one million dollars? I, I I would argue 
that is not conceivable. Yeah. I would I say mean, Kyler's only seven percent of the cap next year. He's not going to yeah. be a huge charge, but it's still and, look. He's your starting quarterback. Is. That's right. your point. And, yeah. And and again, I, this team should be in a position where uh, I I'm giving away. I don't care about dead money. I want capital. I want draft capital. I want to equip my GM because let's be honest here. And I, I you know I've I've talked to some folks. I got in a lot of pushback. Like next year is house money for whomever takes over this team. Can we agree on that? That's why you can't go with Vance Joseph. And we're going to talk about that later because I don't like the expectation. Yeah, you want to win games, you want to see progress. Like you can't sell a GM and a head coach, whether it's Sean Payton, whether it's Ben Johnson, D'Amico Ryan. Well, you got to go out and win 10 games next year and you're not going to have Kyler Murray to October. No, no, no. So the dead cap thing, not a big deal. But go go get assets that you can spend in April's draft. Go get an extra second and a third. Go get a two and a four, right? That you otherwise wouldn't have, and mm-hmm. grow and develop those players. Put those players on the field August first, and do not take them off until January. This is what the franchise did not do enough with Kime and Kingsbury and, and Vance Joseph. You have an opportunity now to be viewed as a draft and develop franchise, and you definitely need to lean on that because mm-hmm. you're paying Kyler Murray a premium. He's going to be making $40, $45, 50000000 million each of the next couple of years after 2023. You can't go out and be robust in the free agent market, but what you can do is you can flip your roster with competent draft picks. It's a loaded draft class. SEC premium talent all over the place. It was on display last night, but you can't go into free agency like willy nilly, like Steve Kime once upon a time, handing out these stupid contracts. Mm-hmm. Get back to basics with this team, please. Oh, and and uh, you got to love that. It, and it's going to be refreshing not to create crutches with your top tier talent, right? Yeah. These, yeah. these guys that at, at all these positions, uh, these premium positions that are creating this crutch. And beyond that, if they get hurt, you have no safety net. You have nobody that can play beyond DeAndre Hopkins as far as the wide receiver position. Whoever they get in, it, it would be a front office and a coaching staff with the idea that they can bring in and, and draft and develop guys and they not rely on having to go out there and pay a premium as far as draft picks or draft capital and, and trade for the established talent. It's like have, have a little confidence and, and be able to go out there and draft and develop these guys and not just like, okay, well, we're just going to roll the dice on a, another year of DeAndre Hopkins. We know post, you know, over 30-year-old wide receivers have a tend to hit, have a production drop, a significant production drop. I mean, just look at the difference between A.J. Green this year versus last year. I mean, it's significant. Not it, we, we saw Larry Fitzgerald play at a high level for, for you know, a it's lot a longer. Yeah, he is the exception. It just doesn't happen. And even with guys like DeAndre Hopkins, it can happen and it happens quickly. So if you can get anything of value, I mean, I think that this, even with the cap charges that you're potentially staring down, you know, post June 1st is obviously a lot better than pre June 1st. Uh, I think it's, it's something to absolutely explore. And it sounds like, you know, according to Jordan Schultz, that's what Michael Bidwell's, you know, wants to do. Uh, Aiden Daly's thank you for the dollar 99 super chat. Yeah. Aiden trade D hop for CD lamb. Listen, the Cardinals would do that. I'm not sure the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys would, but I, I wouldn't discredit Dallas potentially being in the Hopkins sweepstakes. They're going to get rid of Zeke's contract, right? Dak could restructure. They are still feeling the unbelievable effects of foolishly trading away Amari Cooper this year. I think they would like to have a mulligan on that. So who knows? Uh, Hopkins to the Bears, Harry Palmer, P.I. I think in the right scenario, should they have a couple extra day two picks? Maybe. But again, 
I, I think they'd like a mulligan on that Chase Claypool trade that was not very good. Uh, they, our friends at CHGO, they're going to have a hell of an offseason circa, what, <laughs> 2019, like this Cardinal franchise, after what their GM said today about Justin Fields and a potentially drafting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here, here's what I will say about, about this whole ordeal. It's hard to, to move on. But it's hard for Michael Bidwell to move on from Kime and Kingsbury, and he did that. So I guess I'm asking everybody, if this does go down, trust the process of, okay, this happens, so this needs to happen. You want to give your new head coach and GM every opportunity to imprint their vision in this team, on this team, right? And as much as we love DeAndre Hopkins, that's a very short-sighted way of looking at the success of this franchise, especially if you can get a premium pick. Now, with that, Bo, if, if everybody's lowballing you and saying he's diminished goods, he was suspended, yeah. his money's too much, here's a fourth, you absolutely keep him because it's going to be difficult to face your fans if you get a ham sandwich for one of the greatest receivers in the NFL. But if it's a if it's a nice day two pick, you have to absolutely consider it. Can we can we say this though? No matter what happens, DeAndre Hopkins is not going to play in 2023 with a $30 million salary cap charge for the Arizona Cardinals. No chance. No chance. Right? They, uh, they either deal him, they restructure, they'll figure out, they're going to figure a way out. He's got an extra year of wiggle room. You can add void years. We're already seeing restructurings happen like J.J. Watt restructured, Rodney Hudson restructured. You know, JJ, of course, already it's he's retiring. And then, you know, obviously the everybody's saying it's, Worst kept secret that we've seen the the rest of the the last of Rodney Hudson. There's some cap space there too, so you know restructuring is a realistic possibility. I'm just saying right now, I think it's you could easily say he's not going to have that thirty million dollar cap charge come next season. Cardinals need to learn how to win a different way. A lot of teams in the NFL win a bunch more games than the Cardinals, and they don't try to out athlete everybody. It was like the Cardinals mojo is just we're just going to put a super team of offensive talent a collection of offensive talent out on the field this fall, it'll all work out. And it didn't. They were actually one of the worst offenses in in the NFL because hopefully your offensive coordinator, your head coach can elevate guys and they don't have to be proven star players. Like that's what we always said about Cliff Kingsbury, but it was like he could only take stars and keep them at that level, but he could never elevate. I mean, in some cases, he hampered somebody like Greg Dortch, didn't give him ample opportunities. It's like, let's stack an offense with – A.J. Green and Zach Ertz and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner. Go find a receiver that's worth a shit a la Amon Ron St. Brown on day three of the draft. That's what this franchise needs to find out how to do. And you need to find out your way over on the DraftKings Sportsbook apps because, oh, my man, on this next segment, we got some odds to talk to you about. Speaking of all odds, on DraftKings right now, we got the NFL wildcard weekend coming up. And I got two deals I want to talk to you about. All new and existing. Again, if you're new and existing, customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round. Not the entire round, mind you. Every day, you get a no-sweat bet. All you got to do is place an NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. So put 10 spot down. If it loses, bam, free 10 in your deposit, ready to rock and roll. Also, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, if you use the co- promo code PHNX, new customers, mind you, can bet $5 on the NFL. Get this, $200 in free bets instantly. So if you've never done this before, welcome DraftKings PHNX. $5 bet, $200 in free bets instantly. That's only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. 
We're less than a couple days away from an incredible inaugural event, the PHNX Tea Party. It's presented by our friends over at Four Peaks. There was a lot of trash talk today around the office. People sitting around in the comfortable, more furniture, just shit talking how they're going to put on a display at the PHNX Tea Party at the driving range. Of course, you got the bays, you got so many games set up and it's not just about hitting a long ball. It's about having a good, well-rounded golf game, but you can go out there and you can absolutely just hit some bombs if you wanted to. You got to join us on Friday, 530. We're all hanging out. You want to talk some more Cardinals football with us? Come out and do it in person at the PHNX Tea Party. This is going to be an unbelievable event. It's 36 bucks per person. It's free for kids 10 and under. So if you got kids, bring them out. Perfect place for the family to hang out. And you got free beer samples from Four Peaks. You got food that's going to be out there. You're going to have different vendors from our different partnerships at PHNX that you're not going to want to miss out on. You got free food from Chop Shop, Mountain Mike's Pizza, and that Four Peaks beer. And also, did I mention that OGs are going to be out there as well? Fantastic. Plus, a Suns watch party. Suns, I know it's tough to watch this team play, but could be you know on the precipice of a turnaround. We'll see against the T-Wolves on Friday night. You're going to have the pregame show going on with the PH and Sucks Suns crew. And, of course, the watch party and then the postgame show. Click the link in the description. Reserve your spot right now to the PHNX Tea Party going on this Friday. Dobson Ranch Golf Course at 5.30. So we move from one topic that's hard to discuss to something that I would love to embrace right now. It's the Sean Payton odds update, friends, because on multiple (laughs) sites, including our very own DraftKings Sportsbook app, Sean Payton is the favorite to be the next head coach, Bo, of the Arizona Cardinals. Now, a couple other sites have it at plus 200. This is as of 20 minutes ago on DraftKings, plus 300 with Vance Joseph. The rest of these guys, they could very well be them, but I think they're guessing, Bo. And I'm going to tell you right now, everything that I've heard, John Gambadaro of Arizona Sports, some other people, like Vance, I don't want to say he's not a contender. And I don't want to say they're not being serious when they interview him. Do I, do I believe Vance Joseph is going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? I do not. That's about as blunt as I put it. I do not think he's going to be the next head coach of this team. Yeah, and and I think that this a lot of this, especially when you think about just how betting sites, Vegas, how they operate. You know, there was the report from Albert Breer. There was the report from Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissaro. Uh, it was kind of rampant that, you know, Vance Joseph, and, and this is the true part, is very well respected as far as the yeah. Arizona Cardinals, the organization, the locker room, and that the players would embrace that. Um, and, and with those reports become, comes public knowledge and people are just trying to win some money and you see Vance Joseph and, and still plus 300 money and, and kind of the second highest favorite there, that's because they're, they're trying to get you to put some money on it, right? And, and, and it's like, okay, well, plus 300 is still a nice payday for me. Uh, you know, So I think that the Arizona Cardinals could potentially, or not the Arizona Cardinals, as, as far as Vegas and the odds makers, they're just playing into that. That's part of this too. Uh, is Sean Payton part of that? I think that if if you look at the reports and stuff before this, before you know, outside of this this show, this podcast, you know, people were making the case for everybody but the Cardinals. So yeah, I mean, I think that's more uh, of a realistic approach to this, and just kind of connecting the dots and just kind of seeing how this is. But now you're hearing that Bidwell hasn't reached out to the Saints yet about Payton, correct? I have heard I have heard that that the Cardinals have not made their formal request yet. I think that's out of respect for Cliff Kingsbury. That that doesn't mean that 
Sean and Michael haven't spoken. I think there's a good chance they have spoken at some point. But the formal request for an interview or to begin that process, which, again, the Cardinals have time. Sean can't have his formal interview, I think, until January 17th. Last right. time I checked, that's a week from today. They could so, do I mean, it virtually, potentially, but right. I mean, they 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 have time to figure this out. And the Cardinals, by the way, and you heard Michael Bidwell say to my co-host here yesterday, it's like the the preference is really to get a GM first. Like, could they do yeah. something special? I think the special circumstances, if they had to go and all in on get Sean Payton and Sean said, "Come get me, I need saved," they would go yeah. do that. But there's no other candidate out there. I know people have been asking, why aren't they interviewing head coaches yet? They're going to go the conventional route. And I think that's smart because I think that a GM that's bought in and locked in is going to be able to help sell this franchise maybe a little bit better than Michael Bidwell can right now, given yeah. where this franchise is. And I know a lot of people in the chat saying the national media, Cardinals are getting crushed. Just put earmuffs over that. The Cardinals have a lot of things going for them. Money, location, draft picks, quarterback, division, conference. I just... Everybody take a beat. I think the focus right now is getting in touch with Sean, putting some parameters in place because we know there's mutual interest. So that it's mm-hmm. going to happen. I guarantee they're going to have an interview. But what transpires from that, we don't know. But the Vance Joseph stuff, I'm going to throw cold water on that. And I really do think now it's a GM kind of search for the next seven to 10 business days. Yeah. <laughs> I like that as the business days. Yeah. Not working yeah. on it weekends here, I guess. Fuck that. I, I think that uh, I like that old Bidwell's playing it cool, right? Yeah, he's kind of yeah. slow playing this one. It's like uh, Sean Payton's looking at his phone. When's he gonna? When's he gonna call? When is he gonna text? When? When is he gonna ask me out? When are we gonna have this this little lunch date? Or when are they? Gonna, what, what is the steak forty four out there on uh, Camelback? Isn't that the where the Cardinals yeah. wine and dine JJ. people? Yeah, yeah, when's when's that happening? Where is no, where is he? No, they're they're in they're they're hanging out with uh, Sean's getting too many spam text messages from the Indianapolis Colts and Jim Irsay. He had to block that phone number, I guess. In the Carolina Panthers, yeah, yeah, yeah Charlotte, yeah, that's just a lot like it's East Coast LA, basically. Yeah, I heard you love Sam Darnold, Sean. I heard that you were a big fan of old Sam when he was coming out of SC. Denver is like, yeah, I've seen I've seen Russ cook. It's it's macaroni, it's craft macaroni and cheese right now. Do I get to inherit also Mahomes and, and Herbert as a part right. of my package? Somehow yeah. we can land one of those two guys. Play them four times a four times a year. That's perfect. Yeah, that's just what I want. That's so the the head coaching search is ongoing, um, and I think it will obviously ramp up when the GM comes. So we're gonna play a little game. We've got a fantastic graphic from producer Emma. Where are these coaches gonna go? Because right now we only have five openings. Now this could change. Somebody could get fired after this postseason weekend. We're all praying and hoping that Mike McCarthy gets his shit together. Brandon Staley, stop playing players when you don't have to. Get a couple dubs this weekend. So until then, these are the final five teams that need a head coach in the NFL. Cardinals, Broncos, Panthers, Colts, Houston Texans. Here are the major players, Bo Brock. You're looking at the screen right now. Anything jump out to you? Uh, I mean, w- w- as far as the screen's concerned, is this, is this educated guess or just don't, don't pay attention to who the teams are. No, this is an educated, this is an educated guess okay. right now so, where the Twitter streets are kind of pointing. Ben Johnson to the Texans. Is that, oh, is yeah. that what we're hearing now? They're, they're, they're interviewing Ben Johnson. Now that could just be a formality. Right. They, because they, they like, like Gannon, uh, right. They reportedly like Gannon and, and Josh McCown for some reason. Right. He, he was coaching like high school football. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, and, and then we see D'Amico Ryans. What stands out to me is Cardinals and D'Amico Ryans, and then we see the what what uh, DraftKings is saying. I mean, he's in the thousands as far as 
Yeah, you, but if they hire a couple execs from San Francisco and Arizona, look, and I'll, that's an uptick. Sign me up for that stack. Let's let's get the San Francisco stack, just like I like to stack my quarterback and wide receiver in fantasy football. I'll do it as far as the new contingent of head coach and and general manager for the Arizona Cardinals. And if I put a, just a couple, if I dabble on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and get D'Amico Ryan's at thirteen plus thirteen hundred, that's a great Cardinals value. Head coach, that's a great bet for you. I think so. I host the right. show every day. I'm not sure if you know that or not. And I love that <laughs> right now. Plus, I mean, that's the biggest for thing for me. I mean, Steve Wilkes to Carolina. I mean, it should he should get that job, but they continue to line up interviews and and try to go for bigger fish. And then, you know, we just don't have Sean Payton going anywhere. He's he's just kind of the the crown, the crown jewel in the middle. I'm going to tell you right now. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Denver Broncos. I think our okay. our DNVR peeps are going to be gifted. Uh, just a, a gift from the football gods in, in Jim Harbaugh because I think Jim wants to coach in the NFL. I've heard that from people I trust, that he is ready to move on from Michigan. The Broncos yeah. can can write a big check. He has waited multiple instances for Michigan to up his contract. They refuse to. I think he's got a foot out the door. What team makes the most sense? Of course, it's the Denver Broncos. I don't think he wants any part of Jim Mersey. I think he's going to have say over their GM, George Patton or Peyton or whatever it is. Yeah, um, and they can win a lot of different ways or not. I've been saying this for weeks or not. He doesn't have to be quarterback dependent. I, I Sean Payton to me, unless one of these other jobs open up, I really do believe Cardinals or he goes back to Fox. That's what I, I think. Can, I can envision. So the report is Harbaugh has already interviewed virtually with the Denver Broncos, right? But they're going to get him out there or they're going to take him to the main like Walmart headquarters and just have a, airplane hanger full of his walmart khakis that he wears on the sideline each and every game they're just gonna be like look this is it you need to see anything else jim and he's like where do i need a sign <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like the walmart food court no that's where you're going with that hey if you tried some of this these great value mashed potatoes jim these are fantastic no he i He's going to have full control, I think, of that organization in a lot of different ways. I think just refrigerators got- full of milk, just milk and, and all the khaki, right. like just 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 like shelves of khakis. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think the worst job amongst all of these jobs is Indianapolis. I know no people doubt. are dogging Houston. Houston, at least, I think the next coach is going to have a huge leash. I heard I heard the GM, Chris Ballard, for, for the Colts say, I think he's losing it. He basically said he survived the season and they're willing to do whatever it takes to to trade up. Nice leverage play, Chris. I think that's a nice disaster. I think the Colts, they're so lucky they got gifted Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning once upon a time. I think I think the Broncos feel like they're going to get Harbaugh and, and that's a good problem to have. You're going to get Harbaugh. You're going to replace Hackett. You eat that money. People would rank the Panther job over the Cardinal job. What would you say to people that, that say that, Bo? I saw a couple different places have Carolina over Arizona. I think they're nuts. They're absolutely nuts. I mean, what is what's the allure of Charlotte, North Carolina? No, I've got good friends that live in Rich Charlotte, owner. North Carolina, right? I mean, and you you can, you, it's it's basketball country down there. It you know great beaches, whatever. But as far as football and, and keep pounding for the Carolina Panthers, and I know they've had some success here and there. They've they've been to a couple Super Bowls already, and they've got some history in, in what Cam Newton was able to do and. Uh, Jake Delhomme and they've had you know, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, some some solid players. But at the same time, I mean, it, it's an uneven ownership 
it, obviously the guy is, is hell bent on winning, but is it misguided, you know, as far as how quick their trigger is on that? Like that can't be appealing to a head coach as far as how things have been operating in Carolina. It can't be appealing to as a head coach to, to see how uh, ownership kind of navigates things. And if, if they just get, if the wind blows a certain way on a certain day, they're going to kind of change their mind and you're going to be sent packing. I mean, that that's, people want stability um and i'm not saying that the cardinals are obviously the poster child for that but carolina is just one of those places where you know it it, it doesn't have nearly as many selling points as the arizona cardinals despite you know their dysfunctional 2023 uh all great points. Uh, the candle $34.99 super chat. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. We will try. Um, if you look at that graphic in comparison to last year, 10 openings in the NFL last year. Yeah. And that's not to say there's not going to be one or two more that maybe are exposed after wildcard weekend. But, I mean, there's a chance there's no more openings. What a coup for Michael Bidwell, whether this is intentional or not. He said, I'm going to cut my losses and I'm going to enter the free agent pool when there's not a lot of nines and tens out there, right? We've all been to that college party and it's, you check the ratio, right? Of, you know, significant others, prospects, whatever the ratio between, you know, whomever you're checking out, the Cardinals are going to be able to go into, you know, the dance floor and there are plenty of partners to be had and not a, a lot of openings to be had. You think about 10 openings last year, how competitive that would have been especially when you're doing the quarterback carousel for a lot mm -hmm. of those teams on top of it. If, if it stays like that and there are five openings, I mean, guys aren't t turning down jobs. You're going to, there's only 32 of these jobs. I, I think this is a perfect time. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, to look for the next guy or the, the tandem yeah. of GM head coach. It's never yeah. been a better time. No, this is, I mean, you, you don't want to obviously endure the season that, that the Cardinals did and, and fans, don't want to, but it's kind of like the necessary evil that 2018 was, you yeah. know, the, the Josh Rosen debacle, because that, that got you the top pick, right. That mm -hmm. got you Kyler Murray, the best drafted franchise quarterback. That's, that's not up for debate. You know, no. people can, Kyler can be polarizing now, but as far as drafting and developing, there hasn't been anybody that's come close to the success that Kyler has even had just in his first three seasons. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It, and, and to kind of, be in this spot i mean even to the 2019 coaching class um there were what seven openings that season seven or yeah. eight that's usually yeah. around the number anyway but 10 is absurd and five maybe six with what's going on with the rams uh it, yeah. it's still not it when you look at the candidates available who are proven commodities and peyton and and harbaugh and then you've got the the coordinator crop that is is pretty impressive and I know it's tough to decipher between, you know, who's the best optionist between the Ben Johnsons, Kellen Moore's, uh, Mike Kafka's, the, the mm -hmm. offensive guys. And then you've got D'Amico Ryan's, of course, who I think leads the the coordinator crop. And then you got the retreads and Frank Reich. I mean, it's it's an impressive class. It's a very impressive class that the Arizona Cardinals uh, should be in the conversation for the the top destination for those candidates. Uh, Jordan, I like this super chat. $2. Thank you, my friend. Hop to New Orleans and our 35th pick for Sean and Taysom Hill. I would imagine they're trying to get out from that Taysom Hill contract. So that might be a little uneven. I mean, if you, if I have to give up pick 35 for, for Sean Payton, I know my co-host would disagree. I'm, I'm doing that. Um, 
But if you can net a second round pick to supplement that for D hop later in the draft, I, I think that'd be fantastic. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Taysom Hill, if the Cardinals get Sean Payton, mm-hmm. there's a very conceivable chance that he and Jam- he and or Jameis would end up here. Very conceivable. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, it, like the no trade clause, it'd be tough to sell Hop on New Orleans without. Yeah, I don't think there's a fit with Hopkins in New Orleans. Mm-mm. I mean, he gets um, him in the South and closer to where he grew up, but I don't know how important that is to him. He likes living out in the desert. I'm sure he'd be fine wherever he goes. I think he just wants to win at this point. New Orleans, yeah. even though in that ship box division, the NFC South, and how that's going to probably get a, a makeover with kind of Tom Brady potentially on his way out. We'll see what happens with him. Um, yeah, I just don't know if he wants to go, to, unless New Orleans makes an, a massive upgrade between now and when the Arizona Cardinals realistically shot pop. So we talked about Sean Payton odds and the Cardinals on a lot of sites are plus 200. The Rams were right behind the Cardinals on some of those sites, plus 250, 300. Uh, but this is interesting. I had an opportunity, Bo, to listen to the Peter Schrager podcast today. He's locked mm-hmm. in with McVay every step of the way. And he said multiple times that McVay is burnt out. There's a report today that all the coaches are looking for other jobs out of uh, L.A. And uh, Schrager says this. He thinks he could take a leave of absence from the Rams after a year and come back. Like the Rams would allow him to do that. In the meantime, they would hire interim head coach Raheem Morris to take the reins. Never once did Peter Schrager mention Sean Payton as a realistic option. That would be a godsend for the Arizona Cardinals for them to immediately. Because Raheem Morris gets interviews. The defense was the best part of the team this year. Um, I, I To me, that that's a home run scenario. If that were to unfold, and it were a long way from that happening, and I do think the Rams would be foolish not to at least talk to Sean Payton, yeah. but Raheem Morris for a year and then let Sean McVay come back, I could see that happening. Yeah, I mean, with, with that kind of... Uh kind of over your shoulder a little bit or, or never leaving your rear view mirror. I mean, that, that would always kind of leave a little bit of a stench and, and, and Sean Payton could never really relax. And I mean, this, that was a guy like Payton in New Orleans, McVay brought a championship to the Rams, you know, recently last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that organization right now is, is in shambles. I mean, you've got, you've got all your stars outside of maybe Cooper cup, making a ton of money over 30 and your quarterback who was just completely fell apart in Matthew Stafford in his mid thirties, making a ton of money saying he's coming back. Like there's no stability at the quarterback position. I mean, the only piece of the criteria that the Rams meet with Sean Payton's uh, what Sean Payton wants is the destination. That's it. That's yeah. it. Because that, I mean, as far as winning football ownership, games, ownership, good ownership. Yeah. Ownership for sure. Owner ownership and the ability to, to kind of woo him with a ton of money. But you know, outside of that, as far as what he's looking for, they only meet a little bit of it and it would be a tremendous risk for him. Uh, it would be too similar to maybe his final season in New Orleans uh, right off the bat to start in LA. Also like, are you ever going to be more beloved than Sean Payton in LA? Probably not. You could come McVay? into the state, yeah. yeah. Or uh, McVeigh, yeah. I'm sorry. If you're Sean Payton, like you're, you're like you mentioned, it's, you're always going to have that shadow of a coach that outside of this year kicked ass and took names every year. Sean Payton even had down years in New Orleans, seven and nine, nine and seven with Drew yeah. Brees. So I, I just think, I think, go ahead. I just think when people were talking about L.A., they were talking about Brandon Staley and the and the potential and of him not Herbert. surviving the Chargers and, and having a guy a, a a quarterback like Herbert. That, yeah. You know, the Rams were were there just because, you know, obviously McVay 
dabbled or he almost left for the Amazon money last off season. But, you know, after what's unfolded this year, the Rams not exactly in the best shape. No. And again, it would be a money play, a location play. And I mean, I've said it from the beginning, something to be said to win a, with a franchise that's never won before. You yeah. did it in New Orleans, come do it in Arizona. Uh, Libertarian Sasquatch, love that name. Thank you so much for the five ninety nine. <laughs> excuse me, four ninety nine super chat. I think the cards should shut down Murray no matter what next year. Trade hop for picks and a one year soft rebuild. I think you could get partial of that. I think they're going to try to let Kyler play, and if Kyler's ahead of schedule, you got to let him rip it. But uh, I, after watching him take his time coming back from injuries each of the last two years when everybody said it's a year or it's a week to week thing and it became multiple weeks. I think it's, it's going to be very touch and go and we won't have a clear understanding of where exactly Kyler is until well into the summer and into yeah. the fall for, for training camp. Well, I think there's value to, to live reps. I mean, obviously yeah. you don't want to put them out there in harm's way. If the offensive line, it, there's so many variables that go into it. Look, if the team comes out of the gates when he's not available and falls on it flat on its face, and it's just not competing because they are rebuilding. Um, and, and the offensive line is once again in shambles. Then, yeah, you maybe say, "Hey, maybe this isn't the best time." You know, he we don't want him to to be like the Joe Burrow. And I know mm-hmm. Burrow was successful in this, but to go play that hero ball and and then potentially re-injure himself. But like, I, I think that there's more value as far as him getting and getting some live reps under whoever the new play caller is next season, if you can potentially do it. So like, I, I I'm not on board with a with sit, sitting them out unless it's just like chase young kind of this year where he just couldn't get back. Right. Or, or Odell. It's like, if, if his knee's not healthy, then don't risk it. It's not, it's not worth it because of the investment that you made. Kyler Lee needs live reps, as do I on the Underdog Fantasy app. I am stiff-arming year-long fantasy, going exclusive with Daily Fantasy. Underdog does Daily Fantasy sports differently. You can draft your team against five of your friends and the highest-scoring squad wins that cold, hard cash for the evening. Again, we've got NFL playoffs, dabbling on Underdog, NBA regular season, draft up to six NBA players, no positional limits. Go head-to-head with your buddies and see who will be the last person standing? Can you do this? Will DeAndre Ayton hit his higher or lower for points for the evening? Goodness, can we get the Suns? Can we buy the Suns a victory? Can you buy the Suns a victory on Underdog Fantasy? Well, you can try, and it's super easy to get started. Yeah. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX. Underdog, get this, is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Everybody's been here, and they've been asking me, What's with this underdog fantasy? It's the future of fantasy sports. Again, download the app, promo code PHNX, put in a hundy, boom, you get a hundy for free and go nuts. Underdog fantasy, get in on the action today, Bo. Yeah, let's definitely get in on that. Let's get in on some uh, furniture deals. Great furniture deals as far as kind of pimping out your living room, your dining room, your bedroom set, your guest room. You got to set yourself up, set the people that you're going to have into your house up, your condo, your apartment, wherever you may be, hanging your head, putting your shoes on. Do it with morefurniture.com. More Furniture, obviously the best place in the Valley to hook you up and get your pad as comfy and as just uh, as cool looking as you want it to. I mean, I'm here at the PHNX Studios. We've got the great loungers in the and just kind of the hangout spot. We've got the great chairs and, and tables in the studio. 
Can't go wrong with more furniture. Find yourself, save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. They got that white glove delivery. It's You're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to pull any muscles in your back trying to just rearrange your chairs, your couches, because your wife didn't like where you set up the furniture. They're going to put it right where she wants it with that white glove delivery. Morefurniture.com. You see this end table. It's a fucking disgrace behind me to barely <laughs> hold this lamp. I need some more furniture in my life. I also need a new GM in my life, Bo. Less than 24 hours after Steve yeah. Kime has departed this franchise, we have a boatload of names to talk about in relation to the GM update. And again, Michael Bidwell's preference, find that GM first, then pivot to head coach. Uh, this came out today, a Bears assistant GM in Cunningham. We knew he was going to interview. Now we know when. He's going to interview for the job on Thursday. 48 hours from now, uh, he's going to go meet with Michael Bidwell. Ian Cunningham, once upon a time, was the mentee of the uh, great Ozzie Newsom. Spent nine years in Baltimore, five or six years in Philadelphia. This past year has been with the Bears. Can he kickstart the Cardinals rebuild? So he's going to go and meet with the Cardinals on Thursday. Going to let him go and hang out in Tennessee after the fact. But then we've got former Giants GM Jerry Reese. It's going to be hanging out for a little bit with Michael Bidwell. We've got Rand Carthon, Adam. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't just go over Reese. There, you did some connecting of the dots, and, and Reese right, is right. significant. Yeah. Reese is significant. I, people have been hating on that name, and I felt like it was good that I – or I had to feel like it was good that I put this out there. Jerry yeah. Reese was not good at drafting in his later stages with the Giants. However, he has a connection to Sean Payton. They were together for three years. Sean Payton, if you remember, receivers coach, I think quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. So they have a relationship. Is that relevant or not, Bo? I don't know, but it's worth pointing out. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, it, it's somebody that's familiar with somebody that you would you know, potentially pursue as your next head coach. No doubt about it. I think that that's very significant. And you can kind of get uh, turned off by how he performed in, in New York. And look, Outside of what's going on with Dable and the new GM there, it's been a disaster yeah. since the Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin years. It's uh, it's been it's been a long road. So I understand that, but if Sean Payton isn't going to let him just kind of do what he did with the with the G men here wherever he lands, so it, it would be a collaboration, no doubt about it. Do you like any of these other names on the list, Bo? Anybody jump out to you? Of course, we've got the two guys from San Francisco, Adam yep. Peters. Rand Carthon, Monty Austin for Titans director of player personnel. My only issue with that is they have a GM opening. I get they're, yeah. they're playing the field a little bit. I don't want somebody who's been rejected by his own team. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Tennessee, what they were able to do last season was unreal. And then yeah. the collapse this year, I mean, they just couldn't do it two years in a row and, and, and survive all those injuries. But what they did last year without Derrick Henry, uh, obviously they had AJ Brown last season, but they had a, just a ton of injuries up and down that roster to the pass rush. Um, I, I think that absolutely, this is, that's a guy that's been part of an organization that's been successful. They've had sustained success. They've had a, a pretty solid draft record. So yeah, I have no problem with them. I mean, the current organization that he's with is probably soured on obviously Robinson and, and anybody who's who's been with him. The same as this this fan base, the Cardinals are soured on anybody who's been a disciple of Steve Kime. So I I, I get that 
Uh, do I, is he going to be one of my top guys? No, but um, I understand why he's getting an interview. I think that you can't deny that Tennessee has been in the mix. And in a lot of years, they've surprised people, including myself in being the mix. When you just look at, you know, they don't have a ton of star talent outside of Derrick Henry uh, each and every year and that they're able to compete. You, you appreciate it. My opening line, if I'm Monty Ossenford, is I was not responsible for the A.J. Brown trade. I was vehemently against trading A.J. Brown. That's what I would have to open every interview yeah. with stating <laughs> that fact because otherwise they just can't be taken seriously because what the hell were they doing? Um, I'll tell you what. Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, both have already had their interviews with the Arizona Cardinals, Bo. Is, does that make sense to knock those out of the way yeah. early? Does that put them kind of behind the eight ball because – now maybe they're in the rearview mirror. I, I know they're still going into the facility. They're working a little bit if they're not taking some time off. But I don't know. It feels like the most recent group of guys that you start to talk to and you get excited about meeting from people from external organizations outside of the Cardinals. And Bidwell emphasized that yesterday. He's like, I'm leaning on other GMs and executives around the league to find out who I need to be talking to. And I, I, I look at that and I'm just like – I. I don't think Adrian Wilson and or Quentin Harris are by any means a lock to get this job. And I didn't yeah, always think like that. For sure. It backs up Bidwell saying he's casting the largest net he possibly can. And, yeah. and he's doing his due diligence and he's talking to everybody before making the decision. Yeah. I think if, if Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson, uh, if they nailed the interview, uh, sure, he's just kind of doing this to to kind of just – finish the process but obviously he's gonna he's has, has an open mind and he should and listen to some fresh ideas um and and, and you like that I, I think that that's the best path for the the Arizona Cardinals to make the best decision um it's I I just think that I, I get more and more of the sense and I think you feel the same way is that internally is not the way that they're gonna go um and look if they can't retain Guys like A-Dub and Quentin Harris, you know, that's probably a good thing for those guys. I think they probably yeah. would go find a better opportunity in an organization that that they have a chance, you know, to, to move further up in than they have here. How could Michael Bidwell, because that was a very strategic comment yesterday, casting a wide net, right? Yeah. Like, we got to get this right. I got to cast a wide net. I think he said that. This- Last time, too. Though. Okay, don't say that. That's you're going to ruin, ruin my point. Here. Sorry, go ahead. Make the great point. point. I guess Kime was with him, and they cast a wide net, and they got Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury. They went into the college ranks, right? How can you cast a wide net? And you, know, you bring back all the big fish, and then you pull up, and you got a couple local trouts that are Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. Wait, is this a fishing analogy? Well, you A wide net. You throw a net out yeah. in the ocean, and you bring back <laughs> yeah. fish. It's like that yeah. scene from Forrest Gump, the first time – he and Lieutenant tripping. Dan go out yeah, yeah. tripping, right? Mm-hmm. And they got nothing. Then the big hurricane comes. I'm going to say mm-hmm. the hurricane is external interviews, and the fish ah. just start rolling in. The shrimp just start coming in. This is why you turn into PHNX Cardinals podcast. You get these exclusive breakdowns. The point I'm trying to make is how could anybody take Michael Bidwell seriously? And he was very, very good yesterday with the media. Kudos. A-plus from, from this reporter, this schlub, that – Casting a wide net and then coming back and hiring two internal guys <laughs> makes zero fucking sense. He's not going to do that. This is all premeditated. This is telegraphed to gain respect. You treat your own people well. I want to be known as somebody I treated Cliff Kingsbury well. If you listen to what Peter Schrager said, emotional. They have a great relationship still. I'm treating Vance Joseph well. We had to beg him to take the D.C. job once upon a time. I'm yeah. treating Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris well. They're getting interviews elsewhere. 
the Cardinals are not going to go all internal. And I think there, there was some concern of that for me when I thought that they would run it back on Monday. If they had pivoted and said, Cliff is gone, we're going to do this, promote from within, then mm-hmm. I would have said, everything's on the table. Vance could come back. The fact that he was so adamant yesterday, kudos to my, this is a new day, new Michael Bidwell, that he come out and, and, and speak those words to the media so emphatically tells me, especially that since he's already got the interviews done, it's we're, mm-hmm. we're getting new people in here. We It's overdue. Yep. yep. Bidwell Gump, shrimp company. Yeah. Is, that, right. is that what it is? That's right. I, perfect. I mean, look, yeah, absolutely. Talk to him as many people as you can, especially people with, with from organizations that have been successful. I, it, it's, it's the best thing for Bidwell to get away from what has been here in the status quo for 10 years at the GM spot and then two decades plus the relationship with Steve Kime finally kind of open your mind to some, some fresh ideas in team building concepts like that. And I, I, I don't think that you can have interviews and conversations with the cunning Ian Cunningham's of the world or the Adam Perry's from, from San Francisco that aren't going to be like, I like that unless he's completely closed minded to it, unless he's just, he's, he's already made his mind up and he's just kind of going through the motions on it, which I don't believe he would. If I'm Adam Peters and I'm like, Hey, Peters, sorry. That, yeah, that was my call. I drafted him. There's a lot of people that think John Lynch is very much a face man and he's got a lot of good people working under him. And I believe some, to that to some degree, if I'm Quentin Harris and, 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 and Adrian Wilson, I mean, like when you look at the infrastructure of this roster, how much stuff is there to tout right now? That's that's a tough sell, right? And I, I you get those quotes that came from Mark Galafalo yesterday. We talked about it on the show that Adrian Wilson had a raw talk with the team at the end of the year, and guys were enthused. That's that seems like something Michael Bidwell leaked out to get people excited. Like, hey, we're considering these guys, but not really. And I do believe this franchise ten to fifteen years ago would have been too reliant on things that you know. They're called member berries, right? Hey, remember Adrian Wilson? He's going to run our, our personnel <laughs> member, department. Yeah. <laughs> right. Remember when this happened? I, there was an article yeah. I saw today when me make me want to pull my hair out. Go get Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. No. Oh, Go get God. people who are looking and scouting players from winning cultures. Just stop. Not everybody has to know everybody with this franchise. Right. This franchise has the longest professional championship drought in all of pro sports. Why do we keep needing to go internal? The people who are here, God love them, may not be the answer, Michael. And thank God, Michael's very smart. I, I've, I've said that since day one. I don't think he's a dummy. I think he, he pays attention. He's got a good pulse of the fan base right now because he's pressing all the right buttons. I think Michael Binwell maybe 10 years ago would have been like, Adrian Wilson, people love A-Dub. Let's, let's mm-hmm. let Adrian Wilson, let's, let's get some yeah. mojo going. Now I think he understands like, no, 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 I need, I need some help. Go ahead, get some people to help me out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I no doubt about it. I mean, and but he he's learned his lesson. He's learned some tough lessons and he was in that toxic work relationship with Steve Kime mm-hmm. for far too long and and yeah. now look, and, and I'm not forecasting that it's this is going to be an easy process and that he's going to pick the right guy right off the bat just because he's he's dropped the 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 dead weight, right? Yeah. So, um but man, it, it's just it, it's the right it's the right move it, it's it's definitely the right move and and one thing i'll say about the report of the inspiring the inspirational speech from adub here here's some here's a harsh thing to say about the 2022 2023 Arizona Cardinals in that roster it's dead that's dead those most of those guys aren't coming back 
Like there's the people that you that you saw and put out good tape and that you can use as far as the as, as the studs as the building blocks for the next spot. But the guys that he inspired, most of them aren't going to be here, so it doesn't matter. Losing players for a losing yeah. team, yeah. and again, I some of them are undercoached and underdeveloped. I think Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons fall into that category. Hassan Reddick had 16 sacks this year. He plays for a different team. He was drafted by this franchise in 2017. That what what the fuck are we doing? And we got Dennis Gardak and Marcus Golden having two sacks combined. Come on, figure it out. But yes, get your own players. Do your vision. Map out a vision. Have a plan. Yeah. And go get your players. Don't be saddled with a bunch of bunch of underperforming guys here in Arizona. They're, I'm sure they're all great guys. They're good right. people. They're not great football players right now. But it also sounded too, and, and I don't want to go too far into this, but you know, from what it Bidwell, why he wants to start first with the GM. And I know people get scared off of that because they think that it means no Sean Payton. It doesn't necessarily no, no. mean that. Uh, is that he wants to to empower and delegate. He yeah. doesn't want to, he doesn't want to meddle. He doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want to have to be the one calling the shots. He wants to write checks. He wants to be the the owner and president of this franchise, but he wants to find smart decision makers to to build this team. He doesn't want to have to do it himself. That, that's not that's what basically what he lined he he outlined yesterday. Is you he he's not going to just have to hire a bunch of yes men for him. I'm sure, you know, there's reports that he's he's been involved or whatever. Obviously, he watched film and he's in the the draft war room. But I've never gotten the sense or heard any report where he's the guy that's forcing anybody to overriding anybody's decisions. You don't think Sean Payton wouldn't want to work with Adam Peters or vice versa? Like Adam Peters wouldn't want to go chase Sean Payton? Like these guys who are that's and that's part of why I think the GM first makes all the sense of the world is get these smart people from competent organizations, winning cultures to go in court for you, Michael, you can come with your checkbook in the end and be the closer, take them out to dinner, wine and dine them, but let the football people go and meet with D'Amico Ryans and these yeah. top tier coaching candidates to say, listen, Michael, he's going to support us. The infrastructure's there. We're running the show. Let's figure out a plan. If you came on and, and you're our head coach, this is what we're going to do. This is our envision yeah. of what the, 2023 Cardinals are and beyond. I, I just, I, I love the strategy. I know yeah. people are paranoid that you wait too long. You may miss out on Sean Payton. And you know what? Like at this point, I am so cautiously optimistic from the growth that I've seen from this franchise in the last 24 hours, as modest as, as it is. It takes a lot to, to walk away from Cliff Kingsbury, paying him $30 million. It takes yeah. a lot to move off a of Kime who's been with the franchise for 10 years. Don't don't let's not just because we've got the new shiny toy over here d downplay both of those things. Those are huge huge instances and now seriously considering external candidates, take your time Michael Bidwell. There's five openings, you're one of them. We believe you're near the top by hook or by crook and there's a lot of good quality people to go talk to. So go meet with them. Let's go is is our guy Frank Sanders got was he in that 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 piece, that article? <laughs> they need to go hire Frank Sanders as their wide receiver coach, along with Larry Fitzgerald. Let's go get Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, would, he was a good player for the Cardinals. It's the same <laughs> damn thing that Sun Devil fans would always say about Danny White. Let's go hire Danny White. He played in a Sun Devil uniform. It was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It was so stupid.
what did what did USC try to do for so many years? We got to get an SC guy in here. Yeah. And they tried that yeah. time and time again. And then they're like, oh, shit, let's just go get Lincoln Riley, ass kicker. He doesn't have any <laughs> USC ties. Oh, wait, he won the conference year one? Awesome. Or maybe, did they get second? The, right, the regular season, I think. Yeah. Regular season conference. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. You can get good stuff at gophnx.com. Howard Balzer, our dear, dear friend, uh, top beat reporter for this beat, PHNX Cardinals, has a banger of an article right now on Michael Bidwell, his continuity or lack thereof with this franchise, the coaching search that is to come, hoping to bring Howard on in the coming weeks to share his insight, what he's potentially hearing with regard to the GM opening. But regardless, go to gophnx.com, slam the promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, become a diehard. We've got our tea party out at Dobson Golf Course this Friday. You can get, I believe, 20% off for you and your loved ones when you come out, become a diehard. Yell at us, scream at us in the exclusive member Discord. Pick up a free hat and or t-shirt every year. You're a diehard bow. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great place to be over at gophnx.com because we're cranking out content daily. The, the first call I'm making is the Jake Plummer. Let's get Jake Plummer and we'll hire him as the QB's coach. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb Kurt Warner. <laughs> Dumb idea. Larry and Kurt, who's going to pick your play? What? Let's bring I mean, the that's an all-star then. coaching staff. Sure, they have no experience, hey. right? But they played the hey. football well. They, they this is what a, you, you, you want to turn them into villains when the team sucks? Yeah, exactly. Like, hashtag fire fits? No. Part of the reason <laughs> I don't want Adrian Wilson to be the GM. What if he fails and I have to talk about firing Adrian Wilson, childhood hero? I have a number 24 jersey. No. Uh, give me... Give me a guy. I, I want a GM. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know who he is under the radar. He's got a name of like Bob Smith, just generic name. And he just goes out and hits fucking aces in April. Yeah. And he gets elite players. And I don't ever want to see him. I don't ever want to imagine see him talk. Michael yeah. Bidwell. He's like, ah, we need a GM and we need a head coach. Give me the, uh, give me all the rosters from years past. Let me just, let's just do the, this. I know that guy. He, the fans loved him. What what are we doing here? That's that that's a real thing. You'll never read that at no. gophnx.com. No. That would get vetoed so effing hard. I, I disagree with Howard's article. I mean, as far as you know, I think he was making a case to to keep Cliff in a sense, but at least like you can't deny some of the points he makes to where that one you just you just laugh at it. I it's mean, it's an argument. It's like a it's a he makes a real argument. This this well. this this argument this argument that's that's going on it's a it's a conversation where Howard's having a conversation. Yeah. Is it that, satire? I don't know. Espo read the article. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can go ask Espo at, at Espo on Twitter. He, was it the Onion? It. Was it was it at theonion.com? This is a serious show, <laughs> if you can't tell, and we only talk about serious shit, right? And Dan stuff. Quan Holden. Oh God! Can he See, be your weightlifting I'm, coach? I'm not going to toot our horn here. We try to set trends on this show based on what we're First hearing. call I make is the J.J. Watt. <laughs> People are just guessing now. They're just like, yeah. let's start something here. Let's see if there's traction to this. Hey, Larry, you have generational wealth. You travel yeah. the world. Do you want to come and work uh, 300 days a year, 350 days a year, uh, and and draft our, our seventh round? What do you think about this kid from Appalachian State? <laughs> Uh, they're going to get real people. 
God bless yeah. him. God bless Michael Bidwell. This is a fun time. I, we got 319 people in this chat. Yeah. Slam the like button. If you're new, welcome, friends. We do this every day. There are live shows. Bo and I are here. <laughs> we want this team to succeed, yeah. and we need your help. PHNX Wells, I love it. Doc's cards. <laughs> Beanie, Chris Beanie Wells, he had a 1,000-yard season for the Cardinals. <laughs> you want to be taken seriously? That's the opposite of being taken seriously. <laughs> First call I make is the Andy Isabella. Remember him? <laughs> He's not playing anymore, basically. He's on the Ravens. Is he going to play this weekend? Is, is, he he been, is he on the active roster? He was like uh, last week or two weeks ago. Uh, there's, a, there's, an an, there's Andy Isabella truthers out there that said he's probably going to scorch. Uh, he's going to probably put up Larry Fitzgerald playoff numbers in the, this postseason. How many Cardinal ex-Cardinals are playing this weekend? Christian Kirk, ass-kicking mm -hmm. ass this year. Mm -hmm. Corey Peters had a banger of a game in Jacksonville. He he's he's going to be playing well. Uh, we got a, oh, our friend Andy, of course, the, the great Hassan Reddick, which <laughs> just makes me cry all day long. Well, he's Anybody not playing, else? He's not playing this week, right? He's off. No, he's off. Patrick Peterson no. hopefully gets toasted. I'd love to see the Giants <laughs> knock off the Vikings, too. Shut the fuck up, Patrick. <laughs> Smoke. John Brown. Yep. I like it. He scored a touchdown. Uh, yeah, lots of uh, lots of former Cardinals out there. <laughs> Trayvon Mullen the for the Mike's Dallas Cowboys. Mm, yeah, <laughs> he was giving up deep bombs last week when I saw him again. <laughs> I guess yeah, Gary Terry was he's going to haunt his dreams forever. <laughs> Terry McLaurin just catching a bomb from the fifth round pick out of North Carolina. Sam Howell, Mike in the chat. So everybody who's ever left is playing this weekend in the playoffs. Listen, yeah. we we'll have this conversation. Like Cardinals are going to have to let go of some some solid players this offseason in an effort to grow and get better. But it's a conversation for a different day. We've had a banger of a conversation today, Bo. We've had a great time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had some fun. Uh, it's 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 been a blast. Obviously, you can continue the party by just subscribing to our YouTube channel at phnx underscore sports. Follow us on social across the board at phnx underscore sports and at phnx underscore cardinals. We're on Instagram now. We're putting pumping out content there. We really appreciate it if you follow us there, and uh, of course, like this video. We'd love it. And uh, Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We got a double header tomorrow. We're doing one tomorrow. We got a double header tomorrow. Hard knocks after dark. And I think we have a special guest for the we four o'clock show. Yeah. Kyle Odegaard is going to join us tomorrow. Former azcardinals.com writer, reporter. And uh, now he's working for, uh, is it, is it bet us? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's turning out great content now and has still has ties to the organization and some insight so we're going to get his thoughts on this last season, the coach search, the GM search, Bidwell's comments on Monday, Kyle Odegaard. We're going to we're going to run the gamut with him, cover all our bases as far as having Kyle on and talk to him tomorrow at four. And I already saw the uh, preview for Hard Knocks. Looks like we're going to see tears from J.J. Watt. What went behind that video? It's going to be it's going to be a lot of J.J. Watt and Hard Knocks. We've got our last Card Knocks tomorrow night. You're going to want to join us hey, for it. Oh. <laughs> it's it's our card knock swan song you're not going to want to miss it tomorrow night so double header thanks for everybody watching today listening however you listen to this podcast we appreciate it for johnny i'm bo for producer emma have a great rest of your tuesday